engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soul. And today I'd like to talk with you on the subject of balance, on living a balanced life. We would read in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, that for everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And here Solomon, the author, is really expressing that in life there are many different seasons and times of life. Well, if you're anything like me, living with balance can prove to be rather difficult at times and understanding the various seasons of life. Maybe you are someone who's in that stage of building your career. You find yourself leaving early in the morning, working long hours, coming home late at night, or maybe you're in the thick of things with a young family. Baby's waking you up multiple times in the night, kids in diapers, and just uh, it seems to never be ending. Maybe you're the mom at home with the little ones, and you just wait all day for your husband to get home because relief is coming, and it just feels like you are grinding through this life, and you think you have no balance. You have no me time anymore because all of your time is taken with here and mommy, mommy, I need this or I need that. You could be a student that's just drowning in schoolwork right now, coming to your final years of college, high school, or maybe graduate school, and you're just overwhelmed with papers and tests, exams. Or or maybe you're a pastor who's on the edge of burnout and ministry is causing long hours, short nights, and you're just working and you feel like there is no end to this work. You might be in the season of being retired, and you're looking to fill your time. So these are just some examples of various times and seasons of life that we all face, whether young or in the middle of life, towards the uh, latter parts. And we're all at various ages and stages. But even still, the question remains— How can I live the well-balanced life with the stage that I'm in right now? Think of certain principles that we could apply and think about that might help us on balance in the Christian life. And first, I would say prioritize what is most important. I'm reminded of Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 39. He's begun his ministry in Galilee, and we would read, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. It's interesting to note here that Jesus prioritized what was most important. 
He would not allow the urgency of good things to distract from the most important. In the section just previously, he had spent most of the night as people were coming to them and he was doing good to them and healing them and casting out demons and healing various diseases late into the evening. And yet you still see even in Jesus, he prioritized what was most important to him. Rising very early in the morning while it was still dark, Mark would tell us, he went out to pray. And then the disciples come and say, hey, Listen, Jesus, we've got a good thing going here. There's a lot of people. You're gaining some popularity. This is really cool. We're getting a following. Let's go and keep doing the ministry of these good things, of healing people and doing good to others. And Jesus refuses because he knew that to do the good at the expense of the most important was going to distract from the mission. Jesus prioritized what was most important. And so when I think about us and think about living this balance in the Christian life, I would encourage you to make a list of priorities from most important to least. Write them out if that's something that would work for you. Make a daily checklist. And remember, you will always make time for what is most important to you. So prioritize what is most important. Second, know yourself and your capacity. No two people are the same. Reminded of the parable of the sower in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus is talking about the, the seed that is scattered and seed that lands on the fertile soil, the, the Christian, the one who hears the word, receives the word. Even among those that receive the word, the level of produce of Christians vary. Some, it says, a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. So we must understand that no two people are the same. I think it would be wise to give a warning here. We should not compare ourselves with others. This is so easy to do. We look and see maybe somebody that has a high capacity or might be in a different season of life. And we can look at that they have maybe greater availability to do other things. And we can envy them. We can covet what they have. And we can try to emulate them. Or maybe on the other side, we could see that someone is doing kind of very little or very little production coming out of that person. And it could lead us to spiritual pride or just thinking we're doing pretty good because we're doing more than that other person. When we compare ourselves with others, we will either fall into despair because we don't measure up or complacency. We must understand and know ourselves and what our own capacity is. And that capacity does not stay the same. We're, we're, we're dynamic people. We're growing. We're changing. Our seasons are changing. Various ages and stages are changing. So know yourself and know your own capacity. Remember this. Everything that you say yes to, you are saying no to something else. So be mindful of what you say yes to. I think of even in my life, early on in the ministry, there was a struggle having a young family and seeing the need to be home in the evenings and be there for bath time and bedtime. And I just didn't want to miss that. I knew that I only had that season for a short period of time. So I resolved early on that I was not going to be out every single night of the week, nor was I going to be out multiple nights in a row in doing ministry. Because to do that, I was going to neglect my responsibilities as a father and a husband. I have a wife that needs me to be home and to help with the children. So I couldn't do a lot of nighttime ministries. One of the principles of my own life in prioritizing and knowing myself and my capacity is I like to structure my days in kind of 
three categories, that my mornings are for God, whether that's my personal time in the Word, that's my time studying for sermon prep, that's my time given over, church-related business, but mostly that's my personal study time, that's my time of, of reading, and that's my most productive time. And so I safeguard my mornings, whether that starts at 5, 5.30 and brings me up until around lunchtime. And then my mornings are for God, my afternoons are for people. So I, I like to be able to structure that time where I can do discipleship, meet with people, have meetings that are necessary, planning meetings, status updates, things like that. And I try to reserve my evenings for family. And that's times where I'm home, I'm investing in my children, my wife, spending time there, um, whether it be bath time or changing diapers or playing board games, whatever it is. Um, And that's the kind of general structure that I have found that works for my life, for my capacity, for where I'm at right now. But that does not mean that every single day, Monday to Sunday, works like that. No, there are nights that I'm out. But what I do is if I know that I'm taking away from family time in the evening, I try to flip that and bring that either into the morning or into the afternoon. So those are just some things that knowing myself and knowing my own capacity, uh, what tends to work for me. And what works for me might not work for you. And so you need to know yourself and your own capacity. A third principle for living a well-balanced life is to guard against time wasters. In Ephesians 5, 15 through 17, we read, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. This can be a very convicting passage. There's so much in our modern world that competes for our time. We have so many distractions that are all around us. It started with the television or maybe started with radio and then to television, now to streaming services. Let's not even get started with social media and how much time that would occupy. When I was taking my leadership practicum, one of the tasks that I needed to do for that class in seminary was I needed to write out how I spent every moment over the course of four weeks to the very 15 minutes I needed to categorize my time, where it went, and what I did with that. And it was an eye-opening exercise, even being mindful that I was going to have to write down every single thing that I did. I refused from doing time wasters because I didn't want to write that down. I didn't want to even face the reality that I spent a lot of time doing things that did not matter whatsoever. Oh, this could range from scrolling through Instagram or fighting a a Twitter war that no one wins, binge watching shows on Prime or Netflix, really guard against time wasters. I mean, entertainment at the expense of responsibility. You know what that is. Analysis paralysis. This is one in the name of doing careful research. You can spend way too much time making a decision on something that has little consequence, which becomes a time waster. So guard against the time wasters. Fourth, rest. It's that simple. Rest. You cannot live a well-balanced life if you do not rest. It tends to be that this is the the margin that's put into our schedules. And it's like, if I can find time for that and I can get through everything else, all of the urgent, important, then the not important, then maybe I'll find some time to rest. That was a terrible practice. We read in Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. 
God ceases from his labors on the seventh day as an example to us. We know that God does not get tired. He does not sleep or slumber. So then why would we read that God rested, ceased from his labors? He didn't stop being God. He wasn't no longer ruling and reigning over all things. He didn't take his creator hat off. No, he still was and is exactly who he's always been. We are given this because it's an example to us. If the infinite God rested, how much more us, frail and finite beings, we need to prioritize rest regularly. In fact, we are given one out of seven days we're commanded to rest. Now, how exactly you work that out and spend that is a matter of your conscience, but make time to rest. The rhythm is one, two, three, four, five, six, rest. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. Have you ever gone seven days and worked all seven days to turn around into the work week and work another seven days? You go 14, 21 days in a row. Something is not right. Do you tend to become a little more irritated? Your patience starts to wear a little more thin. You might not vocalize it, but you start having critical thoughts to your boss, maybe to your work. Maybe burnout starts to set in. And why is that? Because you were created to rest. Even to the moms that are grinding with small children or raising a family, you need rest. You need to find margin. You need support. You can't do this around the clock without rest. Fifth, make self-evaluation a regular practice. Psalm 90, verse 12, a prayer of Moses. We read, So teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Let us be mindful, not just of making the best use of the time, but our practice as a whole. We can get so tied up, and I, it's so true, in going through the grind of life. We're in, a, we're in a rhythm, and sometimes we feel like we might be the hamster on the wheel. We're just running and running. We just can't seem to get off. We want to get off. We need to do some self-evaluation. We need to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Questions to ask. How is my time allotted? Where am I spending it? Here's an interesting thought. The difference between spending time and investing time. Where am I spending it? Where am I investing it? If you're someone with a family, are you spending time with your family or are you investing in your family? Are you spending time with your friends or are you investing in your friends? Are you spending time at church or are you investing in your church? Time is a commodity. And when we're investing our time, we're looking to have a return on our time. We want to spend it and use it and invest it in a way that is productive. Ask yourself, what areas need checking? My personal life, family life, church involvement, work responsibilities, recreation, rest, time wasters. Make it a habit to do self-evaluation. Are you someone who takes no vacation? Well, you absolutely need to. What season of life are you in? As we started off by reading Ecclesiastes, are you retired? Is recreation taking too much time? Do we need to bring things into balance a bit more? And six, finally, understand it's a constant struggle. Balance does not mean equal time, but it does mean intentional time. Not all the areas of your life will get the equal amount of time, but they should get an intentional amount of time. So instead of getting extremely discouraged and just wanting to throw in the towel and say, man, I'm a failure with how I spend my time. I have no balance. I waste my time. I spend it on what things that don't matter. No, that's not the response we should have. We should self-evaluate. We should know we're not always going to get this right. 
And our capacities are always changing. Our seasons are changing. So we must be honest people. We must be humble people. Admit where we're not doing things right. Pray to the Lord that he would help us, guide us in making the best use of our time, living a life that is balanced in all areas. Ultimately, we are called and can please God in all these areas of our lives, whether it be our personal, family, church, work, recreation, and rest. So may you be encouraged and challenged to live a well-balanced life that is pleasing to God. I want to thank you for listening to the Pleasing God podcast. If you have any questions, reach out to questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. And remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, your sanctification.